glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly. Over the tackle of the 40-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast. It is Matt back at it today on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. Hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. You guys were able to spend some quality time with your loved ones and family and just have a great day opening presents and just spending time together. Uh, Today, for today's podcast, we are going to finish wrapping up what happened on Sunday. This past week, we've got a a little bit more games to get through, and then we will also break down what happened on the, uh, well, at least in my opinion, very crappy Monday night football game between the Oakland Raiders and the Denver Broncos. After that, I will touch on uh, some stuff going on this week uh, with the podcast as well, and then going forward. I know I've touched on it here and there, uh, but I'll give a little bit more details uh, about that. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into those game recaps from Sunday. We're going to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas pulling off the win here and securing their playoff uh, playoff chances. Winning the NFC East, they will be in the playoffs this year in 2018. Should be interesting to see what this team can do, but they ended up winning the game 27-20. Jameis Winston uh, had an okay day here. 18.8 points in fantasy. 336 in the air with a touchdown. Uh, obviously had a fumble as well that was returned for a touchdown, so not overall great day for him fantasy-wise, though it does look good. Um, will be interesting to see what happens with him in the offseason. Again, Tampa Bay can get out from underneath his contract uh, with very little dead money. Um, will be interesting if they decide to sign him to a long-term deal and make him the QB of their franchise. At the running back position, Jacquez Rogers come through, comes through for you more than Peyton Barber. Jacquez Rogers with 15.2 points. Peyton Barber just 7.1. Uh, Barber 43 yards on 17 carries uh, and only 13 yards yards in the receiving game. However, Jacquez Rogers gets you 55 yards in the receiving game on seven catches. Uh, great day for him. Really interested uh, to see if Ronald Jones is ever going to get um, any run here for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at some point in time. Uh, probably not until next year, unfortunately. I mean, you would think someone who got drafted in the second round would get a little bit more run, but maybe he's not quite as good as uh, some, including myself, thought that he would be. At the wide receiver position, Mike Evans and Adam Humphreys are both uh, both came through for you in fantasy. Mike Evans with 18 points and Adam Humphreys with uh, 12.9 Evans uh, getting you 90 yards on six catches and a touchdown. Adam Humphrey 79 yards on 10 catches. That's a that's a pretty nice day right there. 10 catches for the Cowboys. Dakota Prescott, Dak Rain or Dakota Rain Prescott, whatever his name is, 161 yards in the air. One touchdown, also had a two-yard touchdown run uh, to pretty much uh, have a fairly good day 
for you in fantasy if you ended up starting him 16.6 points in fantasy again not a horrible day not a great day but a pretty good day at running back Zeke continues to come through for you in fantasy 12.4 points in fantasy I know you would you're thinking man 12.4 points that's not doing enough for me uh, I need more I agree with you I needed more out of him in one of my matchups uh, but still not a horrible matchup he does get 85 yards on eight carries um, and only 24 yards on five receptions had uh, you know Dakota Rain Prescott just handed the ball off to him and let him score the touchdown instead of him running the two-yard touchdown and Zeke had would have had a much better day at the wide receiver position uh, had two players come through for you neither one of them being Amari Cooper who we all thought would probably come through for you Michael Gallup 53 yards on three catches and a touchdown and Cole Beasley comes through for you with 50 yards on five catches to get you 12.8 points in fantasy for Michael Gallup and 7.5 for Cole Beasley. Next up, we had the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. Minnesota winning this one 27-9, although it did not look like the game was going to go that way fairly early on. Minnesota struggling, I know, getting down to, I believe it was 9-0 at one point. Kirk Cousins eventually comes through for you on the day with 253 in the air and three touchdowns to get you 22 points in fantasy. One of the better quarterbacks on the week. And thank God that he finally did it in championship week because he had been struggling as of late. Dalvin Cook has a decent day for you as well. 12.3 points in fantasy. Obviously uh, hoping for a little bit more from him, but still not a bad day. 73 yards on 16 carries and 35 yards on three catches. Uh, Adam Thielen uh, has a decent day for you in fantasy. Obviously been struggling here the past five, six games after starting off breaking the NFL record for most games with 100 yards there. Uh, 80 yards on five catches to get you 10.8 points in fantasy. And of course, Stephon Diggs gets you eight points in fantasy. Almost all of that coming, though, from the touchdown with just 10 yards on two catches. Of course, the guy who just destroyed fantasy lineups this week, uh, Probably wasn't in any fantasy lineups, though, if you just had the the balls to start him or just, in all honesty, the stupidity to start him uh, or just left him in your lineup and hope for the best. He definitely came through for you. Kyle Rudolph, 28.7 points in fantasy, 122 yards on nine catches and two touchdowns. A lot of that coming, obviously, on the Hail Mary play where he just jumped up and caught the ball, ripped it out of the air with those big old meat hooks of his 44-yard touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins at the end of the first half. For the Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford just continues to struggle and do absolutely nothing for you in fantasy. At this point, I've got to think that he is hurt or something because he has just not looked this bad unless he's just really falling off a cliff here. But just 4.6 points in fantasy. We saw Matt Castle come in after uh, Stafford took a couple big hits uh, as well. So Stafford coming out of the game again, just 116 yards with four four points in fantasy. At the running back position, um, not really a whole lot going on here either. Zach Zenner was the leader of the team. There was 7.7 points in fantasy. Um, again, you know, carry on being out. He was placed on IR. Uh, you really, I doubt, started any of these guys or trusted any of these guys. But Zenner, 45 yards on 8 carries and 22 yards on 2 catches. 
The leader, once again, for the wide receivers was Kenny Galladay. He got 15 targets, only caught 6 of them for 58 yards to get you 8.8 points in fantasy. TJ Jones um, had nobody because nobody started him. But if you managed to throw him in there in a super deep league for some reason, also comes through for you as well with 42 yards on 6 catches to get you 7.2 points. Next up, we had the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. New England taking this one 24-12 and winning the AFC East for the 10th straight year. That is amazing, in all honesty. Josh Allen, another decent day for fantasy. Uh, two interceptions didn't help, but he did get 217 in the air with one touchdown and adds 30 yards on the ground to get you 13 points in fantasy. Obviously, we would have hoped for more at least rushing uh, rushing uh, yards there is that really boost his value up. Keith Ford, the rookie running back, led them in fantasy points with 5.7 points, 33 yards on 7 carries, and 14 yards on 2 catches. And then Zay Jones and Jason Kroom led the team at the wide receiver position. Um, Zay Jones probably was in some lineups. Um, I'm sorry, the wide receiver. Who am I talking about? The... Uh, the wide receiver, the tight end, my goodness, you guys. So Jason Kroom, the tight end, gets you 6.5 points in fantasy at wide receiver, though. Zay Jones had the best day. Uh, Robert Foster coming through for you for the most part. Zay Jones, 15.2. Most of that coming on the touchdown there with 67 yards on five catches. Robert Foster, 52 yards on four catches. And then, of course, Jason Kroom, the tight end, whom we just talked about, 55 yards on four catches. For the Patriots, this was by far one of the worst games I have seen out of Tom Brady uh, in quite a, a long time here. He just struggled. I don't even remember last time he put up single digits, but he got you just seven points in fantasy in this matchup here against the Bills defense. 126 in the air with one touchdown and two interceptions. Of course, a lot of this was a lot of this game did go kind of through the ground. We saw Sony Michelle get 18 carries. Rex Burkhead get 13 carries. Um, Michelle here with 116 yards and one touchdown on the day. Again, in the running game here, really the lead back, 17.6 points. Uh, Rex Burkhead got you 8.9. Again, the second leader in carries here for the Patriots with 13, getting you 39 yards. He also got 40 yards on four catches. James White finally returned to relevancy here for fantasy, probably a little bit too late. Uh, for some owners, 41 yards on eight rushes with a touchdown and also got 13 yards on two catches to get you 12.4 points in fantasy. And of course, with Josh Gordon being out, uh, a lot of us, including myself, thought Chris Hogan might get an uptick. No, no, Chris Hogan was nowhere. Uh, literally gets you zero points. Julian Edelman and Cordero Patterson led the way here. Julian Edelman, 16 points in fantasy, while Cordero got you 7.4 uh, Edelman, of course, obviously had the awesome touchdown run where he got tackled, rolled on two defenders, and kept going. Very smart play by him. 70 yards on six catches in the touchdown. Cordero Patterson did almost all of his, or got all of his points in the rushing game, though. Just three yards on one catch, but added 66 yards on four rushes. Next up, we had the uh, Chicago Bears and the San Francisco 49ers. The Bears in a game, uh, I thought they were actually going to end up losing. However, they did kind of get helped out uh, by really, um, 
I don't want to say dumb play, but uh, just, in my opinion, a bad play by Nick Mullins at the end of the game. We'll get into that in just a minute. So Mitch Trubisky, uh, a decent day here for fantasy. 14.1 points here. 246 in the air with one touchdown. Really doesn't do anything on the ground. Just three rushing yards. Again, that is where his, a lot of his value comes from. Jordan Howard here on the ground. 53 yards on 13 carries and a touchdown uh, brings you a decent day back in fantasy with 14. Good to see him kind of up in those double digits again here for the past couple weeks. Uh, Tariq Cohen, though, really disappoints in this matchup. Just 2.4 points in this one. Uh, just gets you 12 yards on 6 carries and then doesn't do anything in the receiving game. Just 7 yards on one catch in this one. At the wide receiver position for the Bears, uh, Allen Robinson led the day. Uh, Anthony Miller also had a fairly good day. Allen Robinson, 11.4 points in fantasy. Anthony Miller, 10.3. For Robinson, 85 yards on six catches. Did have the fumble, though, which kind of hurt him and gave the 49ers new life at the end of that game. Um, And then Anthony Miller, just 24 yards on three catches, but did get the one touchdown. Trey Berton comes up short for you as well in this one at the tight end position just 5.5 points on five catches 30 yards for the 49ers again Nick Mullins so at the end of the game I thought on a fourth down situation he decided to go for it on throw a ball to Marquise Goodwin near the end zone goes out of bounds cost them a chance to win that game because he it was about a fourth and five I believe and he had literally no one within 15 yards of him could have easily run for the first down um, and possibly help the 49ers win that game uh, and knock the Bears out of a chance to get the second seat this weekend they need a win and a Rams loss uh, but Nick Mullins just 8.6 points in fantasy struggled in this one pretty mightily 241 in the air with one interception at the running back position uh, neither one of these guys really did much for you uh, between Jeff Wilson and Matt Breida Jeff Wilson, the rookie, gets you 4.8. Matt Breida gets you 3.1. Again, uh, Jeff Wilson, just 27 yards on 11 carries. Matt Breida, 20 yards on 4 carries. Uh, for the receivers here, uh, we'll skip George Kittle for a minute. He was uh, by far their best player, but again, just the t- he's the tight end, not a wide receiver. So Kendrick Boring to be alive leads the day in fantasy points with 9.3. Marquise Goodwin gets you 4.4. They're the two best on the day. Uh, Kendrick Bourne to be alive, 73 yards on four catches. Goodwin, 29 yards on three catches. And then, of course, little George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the game, 74 yards on seven catches to get you 10.9 points in fantasy. Next up, we had, uh, at least in my opinion, one of the most surprising fantasy performances in this next game. The Los Angeles Rams beating the Arizona Cardinals 31-9. to For the Rams, Jared Goff here, they leaned on him a little bit more in this game uh, with Gurley being out. Gets you 19.2 points in fantasy, a fairly good day for him. 216 in the air with one touchdown, but does add six rushing yards and a touchdown as well to really kind of come through for you. But of course, all the talk in this one was C.J. Anderson. So Gurley was ruled out at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon Sunday. They said C.J. Anderson would get the start, and my God, did he. 167 on the ground, 20 carries, and one 
touchdown in this one to get you 22.7 points. Just an amazing performance by him. Good on him to come through like that when the Rams needed him. Uh, remember, he was a guy who just a couple years ago was winning people fantasy championships. I believe it was back in 2016. He went on a huge run of putting up like 20 plus points. I remember because I had him and Odell who were both putting up 20 points a week uh, for like the last five, six weeks of the season. At the wide receiver position, Robert Woods, who we talked about we thought would have a good day, has a huge day here. A lot of it, though, coming in the rushing attack. Uh, Brandon Cook, uh, Robert Woods, sorry, gets you 25.4 points. Brandon Cooks gets you 7.7, and Josh Reynolds 5.4 in this one. So Robert Woods gets you 15 yards and a touchdown on the ground, as well as 89 yards on six catches and a touchdown as well in the receiving game. We saw Brandon Cooks get the ball a little bit in the run game as well, 27 yards on three carries and 35 yards on three catches. Josh Reynolds 44 yards on two catches. For the Cardinals, I mean... I don't even know what to say anymore. I would imagine that Josh Rosen is going to be okay, but he has just not looked good at all this season. 8.4 points in fantasy. Got replaced again in this one. Just 87 yards here. 49 yards on the ground. We saw Mike Glennon come in and take over him. We also saw Larry Fitzgerald come in there as well and throw a touchdown. He looked by far the best uh, thrower of the ball on this day, or on Sunday, against the Rams. David Johnson has a decent day for you in fantasy. Fantasy, 13.2 points in fantasy, 35 yards on 10 rushes, but adds 32 yards on one catch and the touchdown there. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, again, 53 yards on six catches, led the day at wide receiver with 13.6 points. We saw the rookie Trent Sherfield also get 9.2. Larry Fitz, again, 53 yards in the receiving game, but does throw a 32-yard touchdown pass. Um, and we saw Trent Sherfield, the rookie, 62 yards on six catches in this one. And for the last Sunday afternoon game, and by far one of the most exciting games of the afternoon, we saw the Pittsburgh Steelers go down to the New Orleans Saints 31-28. to For Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger had himself a very good day here. By far one of the best quarterbacks on the week in fantasy. 29.6 points in fantasy. 380 in the air with three touchdowns. Again, just a great day for him at the running back position. Uh, Jalen Samuels obviously led the day here and was the only one who did anything. 13.9 points, 53 yards on 12 carries, and he added 11 yards and a touchdown on three catches. At the wide receiver position, we saw Antonio Brown have a ridiculous day against the secondary here. 37.5 points in fantasy. Again, just a monstrous, just killing it in this one has a huge day likely winning a lot of people championships this week if you had him in the championship game again 37.5 points Juju Smith-Schuster 16 points in fantasy Antonio Brown 185 in the air on 14 catches and two touchdowns Juju Smith-Schuster 115 in the air on 11 catches but did have a crucial fumble in this one um you know it is what it is I know a lot of people are complaining uh the Lost some people their championship games with that minus two or one point. Uh, but you just got to get over it, man. He was making a play. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, one of the best guys in the game. One of the best wide receivers in the game, at least in my opinion. Uh, I love watching him play, trying to make a play. You know, I hope I hope he keeps his head up and, and comes back strong because he is a flat-out baller. 
For the Saints here, Drew Brees, uh, 16.9 points in fantasy. Not a bad day, not a great day for him. 326 in the air with just, again, the one touchdown. I think we uh, it's been a long time since we've seen Drew Brees throw multiple touchdowns multiple weeks in a row here, especially with this running game. So Mark Ingram had himself... Uh, uh, you know, a decent day here on the ground. Led them with rushing yards, 35 yards on 23 carries. Um, to get you guys uh, 9.8 points in fantasy, Alvin Kamara returns to his awesome days. Again, 24.5 points in fantasy. Doesn't do much on the ground. Um I mean, besides the two touchdowns, but only gets you 23 yards on seven carries, but gets you 82 yards on four catches to have himself a great day. We saw Ted Ginn come back in this one, and that was huge for one of the best wide receivers in the game, Michael Thomas, as we finally saw him able to ball out again in this one. 22.4 points in fantasy, 109 on 11 catches and a touchdown. Again, I think a lot of that going to the fact that Ted Ginn was back out there. Defenses had to respect him. And it allowed them to stop double covering can't guard Mike, and he was able to show you why you can't guard him. Ted Ginn, in his first game back, 74 yards on five catches to get you 9.9 points in fantasy. Next up, we had the Sunday night game, uh, a thriller between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle winning 38-31. to For Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes um, has himself a great day yet again. Still top five quarterback in the league, at least for fantasy. 28.2 points, 273 in the air with three touchdowns, adds 33 yards on the ground. Damian Williams continues to show why he should be a fantasy number. He should be the Kansas City Chiefs, not even just fantasy. Kansas City Chiefs, number one running back next year, getting you 22.5 points in fantasy, 103 on 13 carries, adds 37 yards on seven catches and a touchdown. Sharkandrick West had you, for whatever reason, decided to throw him in your lineup, comes through for you as well with 37 yards on two catches and a touchdown to get you 10.8 points in this one. For the wide receivers, uh, all of them really kind of came up small here. So Tyree killed just 11.1 points. Demarcus Robinson, 8.7. Of course, that coming from the touchdown. And Chris Conley, just 5.9. Would have had more, but had a huge fumble in this one. Tyree Kill, 74 yards on four catches. Uh, Chris Conley, 54 yards on three catches as well. And then, of course, Demarcus Robinson, 17 yards on two catches and the one touchdown. Travis Kelsey comes up a little bit small in this one as well uh, with 54 yards on just three catches to get you 7.9 points in fantasy. For the Seattle Seahawks, we saw Russell Wilson have himself a fairly good day here. Again, when I say fairly good, I mean awesome. Dude was, again, one of the top quarterbacks this week, um, which we kind of expected, again, him going up against a poor Kansas City Chiefs defense. 28.5 points in fantasy in this one. 271 in the air with three touchdowns. Did actually have to throw it almost 30 times, so that was good to see, uh, though he has been coming through even when he's only had to throw it, say, 18 to 20 times. 
Chris Carson continues to be a beast on the ground for the Seahawks. 27 carries, 116 yards on the ground, and two touchdowns to get you 23.6 points in fantasy. Uh, Mike Davis, who's something we, someone we had talked about possibly doing something in this game with Rashad Penny being out, really doesn't do much. Just the 31 yards on seven carries to get you three point one points in fantasy so if you guys took our advice and started him we do apologize about that the wide receiver position tyler lockett and doug baldwin both come through for you doug baldwin 22.1 points in fantasy tyler lockett 11.9 baldwin 126 on seven catches and an awesome touchdown tyler lockett 99 yards on four catches But, of course, both tight ends come through for you for Seattle. Chances are you didn't start either one of them. But if you did, Ed Dixon, 9.4, and Nick Vanette, 8.1, both, again, scoring touchdowns in this one. Uh, Ed Dixon, 19 yards on three catches with the touchdown. Nick Vanette, 11 yards on two catches and the touchdown. And last but not least, this... Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders. Denver just, I know I shouldn't be mad and everything, but I, I lost a huge matchup this week uh, in it for a chance to three-peat in this one. I had Tim Patrick going in this one. I just needed six points from him, and I lost by point seven points. Uh, just a horrible way to lose uh, for, again, a chance to three-peat because Case Keenum fucking sucked. Like, what the fuck, Case Keenum? Seriously, what the fuck? I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm still pissed about it. Two days later, and I still can't believe Case Keenum just just screwed the pooch on this one for not just Denver, but for a lot of fantasy people as well. So Case Keenum gets you 16 points in fantasy in this one. 202 in the air with two touchdowns and two interceptions. Phillip Lindsay, my God, just was doing actually really good in this one. So 6.7 points in fantasy in this one. 60, I'm sorry. 46 yards on 10 carries. He also had 11 yards on two catches, but does get hurt in this one. Uh, Broke the scaphoid bone in his wrist and possible ligament damage. I can promise you guys right now, I can tell you, that injury sucks and it hurts. I did that uh, close to 11 years ago now, and I have all kinds of hardware in my wrist because of it. It is one of the hardest bones to break, and it is one of the most painful ones when you break it, especially when you get the ligament damage like I did as well. Um, It is not a lot of fun. My thoughts to Lindsey, it sucks. Uh, Because of this, he's likely going to miss the Pro Bowl now, the first undrafted rookie to get voted into the Pro Bowl. It just sucks that he's going to miss that after everything and and as hard as he has worked to get there. So for the wide receivers, Cortland Sutton has a good day. 65 yards on six catches and a touchdown, 15.5 points in fantasy. Deshaun Hamilton gets you 13 points in fantasy. And, of course, Tim Patrick, 5.2 points in fantasy. Again, Cortland Sutton, 65 yards on six catches and a touchdown. Deshaun Hamilton, 40 yards on six catches and a touchdown. Tim Patrick, just 44 yards on three catches. For the Oakland Raiders, Derek Carr, just 167 in the air um, here. No touchdowns, no interceptions to get you a whopping 6.4 points in fantasy. Hopefully, you did not start him. Uh, We did talk about on the Raiders, Jared Cook being the only player worth starting and Jalen Richard. Well, Doug Martin did show up and have himself a great day. Uh, 18.1 points in fantasy. Of course, Jalen Richard, in my opinion, still balled out and had a good day as well with 13.1 points. Doug Martin, 107 on the ground, 21 carries and a touchdown. 
Um, Jalen Richard, 11 yards on four carries, gets you the touchdown, but also adds 44. I'm sorry, 40 yards on four catches. At the wide receiver position here, we saw Jordy Nelson. We talked about him saying actually that he might be a good play as well. Been putting up double digit points. He came through for you yet again with double digit points in this one. 11 points in fantasy, 75 yards on seven catches. And then Jared Cook came up real small in this one. I did not expect him to. Thought he would actually have a pretty good day here, but just 20 yards on two catches here to get you uh, just three points in fantasy. So that is going to do it for all of our game breakdowns of Week 16 Championship Week. So it is now Week 17. I do not play in any Week 17 uh, Championship games. However, I do know that there are some people that do. So for that, my rankings will be out tomorrow morning. Again, you can find them on Medium, the FLA blog. Uh, they will also be tweeted out by at FLA blog and at FLA app. I will also retweet them out at SportsFanaticMB if you guys want to check those out for anybody who is in a Week 17 championship game. Uh, I will not have a podcast tomorrow, but I will be back on Friday to preview all of the Week 17 games. Uh, talk about anybody who may be in and or out if you guys are playing in Week 17, and we'll do the same thing we've done the past couple weeks, we've been doing a pretty good job of it, I think, and who you can and cannot trust in each of the games. After that, um, I will not be breaking down the Week 17 games. Uh, obviously, championships and everything will be over. If I'm going to be honest, I don't see much of a point in going over who had great games and who didn't in Week 17 as uh, everything will have been decided. Um, I think I'm probably going to be back on Tuesday, New Year's Day. We'll have a podcast on Monday, but I'll come back on Tuesday and we'll talk about the top 12 finishers at each position if there's any big surprises or anything I know there will be a couple just by looking at it obviously a couple players have a chance to change the way that they may land or or where they end up finishing with this week with a lot of players still playing because a lot of the game still means something at this point which is fun to see Um, but yeah so I'll come back on Tuesday and I will talk about that some of just the top 12 finishers you know the the, technically the top 12 the elite if you want to call them that at each position and uh, we'll talk about about who was a surprise, um, you know, who's not surprising if they finish up. There may be some letdowns, you know, who some where some guys finished uh, that we expected to be in the top 12 and didn't finish there. Uh, after that, I will uh, talk then probably more on Tuesday on what else I might be doing uh, for the podcast. I know for sure I'll be back on Friday. Uh, I will preview the playoff matchups and we'll talk about some some playoff fantasy leagues. I love doing the playoff fantasy league. If anybody um, does do them, it's so much fun to do for money. I like doing it a certain way. Uh, there's a couple different ways to do it, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Maybe we'll do it on Thursday, uh, Friday, not giving people a lot of time before the game starts, so uh, we'll probably talk about it. Actually, I'll jump on. I will. I'll do one on Thursday and we'll talk about playoff leagues and everything and who my favorite favorites are. Um, I'll give you guys a breakdown of the playoff brackets and who I think is going to go somewhere. Um, And then after that, um, I might just preview all of the games then Thursday since I'll be doing the podcast. If not, we'll definitely be back on Friday to preview everything and we'll discuss what we're going to do from then on out. Like I said, my plan is uh, for all you guys who enjoy listening and thank you guys again so much for listening. uh, My plan is to probably put out at least two podcasts a week. Uh, I'll probably do them on Tuesdays and Thursdays or Mondays and Fridays, but we'll get all that squared away for sure by next week. So um, until Friday, uh, so yeah, 
because I will not be back in tomorrow. So until Friday, hope you guys have a great Wednesday and Thursday, and I will talk to you guys again on Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you guys have time, leave me a rate and review on iTunes and or Spotify and help me out. I would really appreciate it. Um, And uh, after we get 50 reviews, I'm going to pull 10 random users on there, um, 10 random users, especially if you leave me a review so that I can find you on there, um, and I will do my best to, to find you, reach out to you, you guys can always tag me on Twitter if you left me a rate and a review as well, again, at SportsFanaticMB, um, and uh, 10 users that I find on there, 10 random users, I will get you guys some free uh, NFL uh, memorabilia, so Please, again, leave me a rate and review. I would really appreciate it. Help me out, and then I will help you guys out as well. So until Friday, peace. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Only tackle in the corner. Who can make a play?